0: What's up, buds? And as the puck drops, the words that D.C. fans have been waiting to hear since 1974, the Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. It's not a dream not a desert mirage. it's Lord Stanley, and he is coming to Washington! Welcome back to Japer's Rink Radio, I am your host Adam Stringham, and today I'm happy to be joined by John Press, Managing Editor of Japer's Rink. How you doing, John?
1: Uh, I'm pretty good. You know, it's been, what, 10 days or so since they did the thing, and I'm still uh, living in the afterglow of that, uh, although, obviously, uh, the reason we're recording now is to talk about some somewhat sobering news, uh, a little bit of a back-to-reality moment. Uh, I, I can let you tee that one up.
0: Yeah, so uh, for all of our listeners, we're recording this around 7 o'clock on Monday the 18th, so Barry trots. Um, resigned from the team earlier today, I'd say about three or four hours ago. And, um, Brian McClellan had his press conference just over one hour ago. So, um, our, our, our takes will still be a little bit hot. Um, we just want to kind of let you guys know, uh, our thoughts and feelings as the Capitals' first ever Stanley Cup winning head coach has, has moved on from the team less than 10 days after, or I guess just about 10 days, 10 to 14 days, uh, since his, Uh, crowning achievement winning uh, game five against the vegas golden knights uh john what are your first thoughts uh
1: well i mean first and foremost i guess if we're gonna have this conversation we ought to set some ground rules and uh among them the fact that we have very incomplete information right you know we don't know the room we don't know the deals uh that were made we don't know uh the relationships we don't know a lot of things in fact you know, up until a couple hours ago, we had no idea that Barry Trotz uh, was still under contract with the Capitals after uh, this season. Uh, then uh, I guess Elliot Friedman broke the news that uh, the, there was an option included in his contract uh, that added two years at uh, and a small salary increase if the Caps won the Cup, which obviously they did. And uh, so he actually had to resign uh, since he was still under contract. I think we all sort of thought that this was going to be a guy without a contract. So if they parted ways, there wouldn't be any firing, any termination, you know, or any uh, resignation. Uh, But that's technically not the case. I'm not sure uh, how much that uh, distinction matters at this point. Um, So there, there's that. And, And, Uh, the other thing we need to stipulate is that Barry Trotz is a goddamn legend in this town for what he did here. And we are eternally grateful to him for that. I mean, if you look, if you were to make a Mount Rushmore of Washington, DC, uh, sports coaches, uh, certainly you'd have Barry Trotz on there at this point, you know, you'd have your Joe Gibbs, uh, you know, I, I don't know who else. Maybe John Thompson gets on there. That—that's for you know Dan Steinberg or somebody to uh, to parse out. But point being, Barry Trotz uh, delivered. He delivered in a way that no one ever has in franchise history. So, uh, regardless of how this shakes out, how it ended, uh, how it ends, you know, we we're eternally indebted to him uh, for putting together. Uh, what was a two-month run, two run of just uh, pure magic. And it got us to a place that uh, some of us probably thought we'd never get to. And uh, so, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Barry Trotz uh, will always have a very, very special place in uh, my heart, in the heart of Caps fans, and in this uh, town in general.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it was a big deal for the Capitals to finally get over that hump. And I know this was not the year neither you or I expected the Capitals to get there. Um, and I know throughout the playoffs, we kind of talked a lot about, well, at the beginning, there were some things that Barry was doing that we didn't necessarily like. Uh, there were things even in the middle of the Pittsburgh series he did that we didn't really like. Mm-hmm. And, and you and I on the show, uh, I think our most played episode last year was, was coaching and changes, which was where we kind of said that if the Capitals, um, you know, did, didn't really, like where they were going they should make the change and and not wait um and and obviously the team was patient and, and they kept going and and maybe that was because of the same reason we actually are seeing Barry Trotz depart it's that the coaching staff didn't or that uh Dick Patrick and Ted Leonsis might not have wanted to have to pay for a coach that had been fired and uh for another coach so kind of uh yeah I think
1: that's right. Yeah. I mean, I think if you read between the lines uh, and kind of put some things together about how last year ended and how um, Brian McClellan, you know, there was uh, a few weeks, if I recall correctly, before we it were before we basically got confirmation that Trotz would be back. I think that uh, McClellan wanted to hear exit interviews from players and he wanted to take his time before making the decision uh, to stick with Uh, Barry Trotz. And I think it's probably fair to say that, uh, you know, maybe that decision wasn't entirely his and maybe it was the fact that uh, upper management didn't want to pay one and a half million bucks to a guy to not coach the team this year. And uh, that does, as you noted, segue kind of nicely into where we are today. And uh, from what I saw from what Tarek Al bashir reported, Uh, Barry Trotz came in asking five years, five million dollars a year uh, and didn't budge much off of that. Brian McClellan said that the term was a little more troubling than the dollars, but the dollars were troubling, too. Um, And to be perfectly honest, I I, I don't think I blame him. I mean, if it was two years at five million a year, maybe you bite the bullet on that. But five years from now, you know this is going to be a different club. Is Alex Ovechkin going to be here in five years? Is Nick Backstrom is, you know, or is Braden Holpe, you know, where's this team going to be that that five years at 5 million for uh, a job uh, as head coach where you are literally uh, hired to be fired eventually, you know, no one ends very rarely do you end uh, a coaching stint uh basically walking away like Barry Trotz is without being, having it handed to you on the way out. So, um, you know, that would have been a tough sell to me personally at five times five, but um, you know, that's, that kind of length on a coach's contract, I think you would be uh, looking at a coach who's sort of at the beginning of a a rebuild type situation, like a Babcock in Toronto or something like that um, when he got that big deal, not a team that's arguably towards the end or even past when the window is reasonably open. So, um, you know, I think in, in a lot of ways, what the caps, uh, the extension that the caps had uh, in the contract for two more years uh, at I think uh one point eight or something like that. Yeah. That's ob- that's obviously below market value. Um and I think McClellan wanted to work out something at closer to market value on a shorter term. But um, you know, ultimately the way this shook out, it it really feels as if it was a mutual parting of ways and Uh, You know, those are vibes you could get all the way from from last May. And, uh, you know, when you have the coach in waiting sitting there on the bench next to the head coach, uh, obviously Barry Trotz didn't feel the love. Obviously, uh, Brian McClellan, who didn't hire Barry Trotz, let's remember, uh, you know, obviously he didn't feel the love uh, either. And I guess uh, the Stanley Cup win was uh, perfect and wonderful, but it didn't cure everything.
0: Yeah, um, I was kind of hoping it would, though. You know, um, I think last time, uh, I did a podcast, obviously you did the one with, with Peter in between, but we had our, uh, game five recap, and, um, you know, I was kind of, I, I was wrong about Barry Trotz. I thought the things he did during the playoffs this year were something I, 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 I didn't think the guy he was would have been capable of doing. Um, I didn't think he would have been able to adjust like he did in uh game six against pittsburgh how he took that roster that was depleted uh slotted the guys in the right place and and yeah you can say it doesn't take a rocket scientist to say hey we're missing skill guys let's slow the game down but uh they they crafted a perfect uh plan and it worked incredibly well and they were able to shut down vegas uh, and vegas's quick strike offense in a way that you know, nobody else did, including some teams that were significantly better than the Capitals on paper, uh, especially the Winnipeg Jets, who, who who I still think had the best roster in the league this year. So, um, yeah, it, it was impressive. Let,
1: yeah, let's not take anything away from what he did. I mean. I know I've run run down in as in many words uh, a number of times, but just to reiterate, he went out in the first round, beat a two-time Jack Adams winning coach in John Tortorella, uh, ran the table on those guys after uh, falling down two zip. Uh, then he goes and beats two-time reigning Stanley Cup champion coach Mike Sullivan, uh, then beats everybody's. Hot shot young guy uh, John Cooper in the Eastern Conference Finals, it, it, a team that was the highest scoring team in the NHL, and all they did was shut him out the last two games of the series to close it out. And then uh, the guy, it, then he beats the guy who is going to run away with the Coach of the Year this year, and Gerard Gallant, and run run them right out of the uh, series with four straight wins. So I mean, it was incredible. It was unexpected. It was incredible. I, I don't want to take anything away. From the job he did, uh, everything came together for the team, including coaching, you know, and goaltending and, uh, scoring and depth. And, uh, it all came together. Uh, it was the perfect storm. It, how likely is it to get a perfect storm like that again? I don't know. Uh, would that perfect storm have happened if they had fired, uh, Barry Trotz, like, uh, like Kevin's piece on the site back in February, I advocated, uh, you know, maybe maybe not. Hopefully. Uh, you know, obviously we never have to worry about it because that's not what happened and what did happen did happen. And uh that's the important thing right now. Um so you know it's it was a great time. I, I think quite frankly, this is a fine time for the two parties to kind of go their separate ways rather than having to wait till You know they're slogging through some crap stretch in December and wondering how long Barry's going to keep his job and this that and the other thing. I mean, obviously, if you got the five-year extension, they weren't firing him anytime soon because they're not going to pay out that long uh, a a contract uh, for a fired coach. So it just um, it's easier Uh, in a lot of ways. It's easier this way even though it doesn't feel good right now and uh it really does bust up some of those great feelings that we've all been feeling for two weeks um it but you know it's it it's i think long term it's going to be for the best i I can't see them uh going to to five years at five million a year uh Uh for a head coach especially you know when we talk about the money, you know, the the common thread of all those McPhee hires, of course, um, was that they were cheap coaches. And, you know, I don't know if the directive necessarily on all of them came from on high or what, but uh, it's hard not to notice uh, that this team has never uh, really shelled out uh, for the coaches. And, you know, this is obviously not going to be uh, any exception to that.
0: Yeah, but isn't that a little frustrating, though? I mean, I, we have have all this great feelings, you know, the, the, the team won. I mean, uh, obviously, this team and their coach are going to have this championship, and, you know, no one can ever take that away from them. But it, it, it's a little frustrating, and maybe, I don't know why it would be different this time, but uh, Ted Leone just has often kind of prided himself on the fact that he, he's always said that the Capitals are a team that's not afraid to spend money to win, right? We always spend to the cap. We do everything we can to win. And there's no salary cap on these off-ice personnel. Um, That's why, you know, we saw Toronto goes and, you know, they just hire everybody, right? I mean, how many analytics staff did they hire a few years ago and that sort of stuff? Um, I I, I just, I I kind of have trouble wrapping my head around when publicly – you know the, the team will say that you know we're willing to spend any amount of money to win but then they're not willing to spend money on coaching which uh, i mean you got to think coaching matters a lot right i mean have we i had, don't i don't know
1: Does it we <laughs> <laughs> Have we i think we yeah, think so. it doesn't matter that much not in the fl- in the
0: playoffs we've said it matters a lot
1: um i think that's right but um you know to be completely honest i don't think this is all about money i think this is about uh feelings and about um you know a, a perfect run and seeing it for what it is and not um not overreacting on sentimentality and you know it, are, are we going to go uh watch brian mcclellan give Devonte smith pelly a five-year contract at four million dollars a year because he uh is now a proven playoff goal scorer uh, you know i I think you, I view it kind of similarly. It's that uh, it's easy to get wrapped up in the sentimentality and want everybody back, bring the whole uh, crew back, bring Jay Beagle back, bring John Carlson back, back bring Philip Grubauer back. But it, it just doesn't – I don't think that's reality. And I think, uh, to be perfectly honest, I think uh, that the, the team assessed what Barry Trotz was going to cost um, in uh, in the, much the same way they would on players. Uh, obviously, the the difference being the salary cap impact. But you know the caps have a budget. They they spend to the cap uh, on on players. But you know they have they have an, a budget for their hockey ops. And if you give Barry Trotz five million dollars, you know maybe you you lose some guys in hockey ops or you know some something like that. They everyone works on a budget, and uh, I think that they uh honestly feel that 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 Barry that re-signing Barry Trotz to the deal that Barry Trotz wanted um was not going to uh get them closer to winning in the future. And uh you know, I guess I guess we'll see, right? I mean there there's nothing no way to know it but to to see what happens and uh you know maybe Todd Reardon who I guess is uh still the heir apparent here uh, maybe Ty Reardon was a big reason that this team got its shit together in the playoffs. You know, maybe, uh, maybe he's learned everything that Barry Trotz could teach and has some ideas of his own. So, you know, I wouldn't necessarily bury the caps for losing uh, a coach that had a, a brilliant two month run, uh, which comes on the heels of a career in which he didn't have as much success in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, obviously, maybe he changed, maybe he understands the game better now than he did uh a year ago uh or maybe he didn't, maybe everything just worked out perfectly, and maybe um, you know, it'd be more of the same through next year. it's just it's just impossible to say uh all you can really see is uh that both sides it seems to me wanted out of the situation and the caps took the opportunity to say, Hey, we're, we're letting him out. Uh, he didn't want to uh, take this option that uh, is in his contract. So we're going to let him out of this contract and Barry Trotts, you know, uh, shot for the moon in his contract, uh, ask, and, you know, maybe he gets five times five somewhere else in the league. Maybe he sits out for a little while, uh, you know, who knows? He can write his own ticket because he's had tremendous success and he, he deserves it. But, you know, like so many other guys, um, you know, you want to really reward uh, future uh, what you think is going to happen in the future and not um, past performance. So, uh, you know, I, I guess that's where I am. I am at it. It's not not the hottest of takes, but um, I see both sides and. Uh, on on this one and uh is it disappointing yeah it's a little disappointing that everybody couldn't uh you know bask in the warmth of this win and say you know what i'm let's let's make this let's see how long we can keep this going i mean much the same way it's going to be disappointing when uh when john carlson doesn't sign a six-year six million dollar (laughs) contract uh you know it's but, you know, these guys got to get theirs and management's got to keep the team on track and uh, we'll always have that cup. And that's that's where I am on it, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the cup, you know, it, regardless of what happened, uh, it, it they'll always have that. And that, that is such a big deal, uh, both for the franchise uh, and, and for the fans. I mean, myself and you included, I believe. So uh, a pretty big deal. Um, the one thing I do want to say is You know, you talk a bit about DSP, right? And that's one of the guys that sentimentality could lead to an overpayer, Jay Beagle. Um, You know, obviously the big news of the day was coaching, but let's talk a little bit about the players. Um, Tom Wilson's a restricted free agent. Obviously, he was a a huge part of the Capitals um, winning the Stanley Cup. But where do you see him coming in? Uh, in my mind, the Capitals should actually kind of go the exact opposite of the sentimental route and actually take him to arbitration to try to get that one-year deal uh, to keep his rates restricted next year.
1: Um, I I don't think that the team should – I don't think a team strategy should ever be let's go to arbitration with this player. Arbitration's ugly. It's nasty. It's not fun. Um, so, you know, I, I don't love that idea. I do – uh, probably prefer a smaller deal um than uh, a larger one. To be completely honest, uh, in terms of term, uh, I'm not ready to go all in on Tom Wilson. I think that he had a tremendous year. He brings a lot to this team. Um, and I don't know how much uh higher he's going to go. Uh, he he fit perfectly with uh Evgeny Kuznetsov and Alex Ovechkin, but you know. Uh, and, and he was a bit of a fixer on on different lines at times but he's not a driver of possession he's not a uh, phenomenally skilled player uh, he hasn't had any power play time he's a good penalty killer um, so you know I, I'd probably want to go on a shorter deal with him see a little bit more uh, of where he may grow and where he may not and uh, if that ends up costing them in the long run you know so be it I'm not uh I'm not so worried that his ceiling is a hell of a lot higher than it is now. Whereas, you know wh- when you had a chance to go longer on like a Kuznetsov or something like that, uh you would want to do it. Or, you know, maybe when vana comes around, uh, that might be something you want to go a little longer on. Um so You know, I don't know if if you're looking for an exact number. I don't necessarily have one right now uh, in mind, but I I wouldn't be going long term on him. Um, And, you know, if that if that ends up screwing him in the long run, you know, I, I guess they deal with that when they deal with that. But I'd probably look to something in the three or four year range max right now.
0: Yeah, um, I, I know arbitration could be ugly, but if if let's say the Caps are trying to take another crack at this thing, I mean, there's no way they can get John Carlson back if they pay Wilson any more than you know three million dollars or so, right? Uh, he's getting two this year, so. Well,
1: I mean, there there are lots of moving parts. Yeah. It's not, okay. It's not Fair just enough. it's not just Tom Wilson. So no, I mean, I it, but if they go four times three and a half, I'd be pretty happy with that. I think. Um, and I don't think that's an unrealistic contract. It's four times three, four times three and a half, something in that neighborhood. You know, that's probably uh, doable, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I think the team could probably work that in. Um, so with, I mean, John Carlson, what are your thoughts on him? Do you think he's going to be gone for sure, or do you think there's any way the Caps are able to make this thing work?
1: Uh, um, You know, it's hard. Obviously, John Carlson can get paid pretty much whatever he wants to uh, right now. Um, After the year he had and the age he's at, uh, being a right shot defenseman, always in demand, uh, I think it's easy to overvalue what he has produced for the Capitals. Being a a running point on that power play uh, is, you know, sort of like being in the TJ Oshie spot on that power play. It's like it's a money maker, you know, You, you can go up there and Juice stats pretty quickly. Uh, You know, if if you can pass a puck and shoot near the net, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, I I think it's easy to overvalue John Carlson. And uh, at the same time, he's a very difficult guy to replace because uh, of his versatility, of uh, his durability for the most part over his career. Um, You know, whenever you look at guys who play, you know, 18 minutes a night, even strength, two minutes a night on each of special teams. Uh, there aren't a ton of guys that do that kind of thing uh, other than Carlson. And, you know, maybe that's partially by necessity in Washington that uh, he has had to do that. I don't think that Matt Niskanen steps into that role uh, quite as easily uh, as Carlson did. So uh, the Caps can can give him that extra year, Um for those of the listeners who don't know um, you can give an eight year extension to a guy who's on your team. Whereas a free agent, you can only give a max of seven years to. Um, so uh, if John Carlson w- values that extra year, uh, maybe he stays here at a number, but uh, regardless, there's going to be a number that it doesn't make sense to re-sign him at. And um, you know, to me that number is, you know, I can't see them paying more than eight million a year for him. So, yeah. uh, eight max. Uh, eight times eight is maybe the max I would go, and even that I would have to like, I'd have to swallow hard on that. I think uh, I, I, it's tough. You know, uh, this is this is what happens, and uh, you know, this guy is up this year. It's last year uh, they. You know, I, I think it was McClellan's quote was they had the Stanley Cup hangover without the Stanley Cup when yeah. they lost when they lost Williams and uh, Johansson and, and Shattenkirk and Alsner and, uh, you know, had to shed all this salary. And, you know, obviously you and I don't think they did it in the most artful way, but mm-hmm. um, quite clearly they recovered and did just fine this year. Um, so uh you know, this is kind of the tough decisions. And to be completely honest, they don't have a lot of them. Uh, you know, it's Carlson, it's Wilson. Uh, we assume they'll move Grubauer before the draft. Um, then it's guys like Beagle, Kempney, Smith Pelly, uh, those type of guys who, um, you know, are much cheaper and, you know, they shouldn't uh, be committing big time to. Uh, I like Michael Kempney a lot. I'd love to see him. Uh, stay for a couple years at a reasonable number um, but you know when it comes to guys like Beagle and uh, Smith Pelly, I'm not sure um, what kind of term you you would give to those guys or what kind of dollars but I keep I try to keep both pretty small uh, you know sentimentality aside.
0: Yeah, uh, I think the company one's gonna be really interesting. I think if you lose Carlson you you, you should definitely be able to keep uh sure. company which i think would be good for the team uh the biggest problem is i just don't see bowie being uh like a great option to move up on the right side right um yeah so i, I think it's going to be a, a tough choice to make but uh john are, are you still in full enjoyment mode here or are you starting to feel are, are you a little down by today's news or i mean you, you seem pretty upbeat and positive
1: yeah, I mean, I'm still in full enjoyment. I, I, I still catch myself thinking, holy shit, they actually did the thing. They are the Stanley Cup champions. And, you know, it's going to be a year of uh, feeling that way. And uh, I kind of joked that everything I, I say or uh, tweet or whatever uh, for the next uh, year, I should uh, append with, uh, yeah, but it doesn't matter because they're Stanley <sighs> Cup champions. But honestly... That that's kind of how I'm feeling in a lot of ways um, so losing Barry Trotz that's tough you know I, I don't love it uh, I like Barry Trotz uh, I wish he could stay around and I wish things could go great but um, you know at, at some time Barry Trotz was going to have to be let go and um, you know now is probably as good a time as, as any for that so uh, I think that uh, I'm ready to sort of move on and uh, see see what's next for this team in their title defense. It's going to be different. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, if it is Todd Reardon, there's going to be a lot of pressure on him to uh, fill those shoes because, uh, you know, we thought those were going to be pretty easy shoes to fill, uh, <laughs> you, you know, two months ago. <laughs> two months ago, it was... All you got to do is win in the regular season, which everybody's done here, uh, and then maybe do something in the playoffs, and you're fine. But uh, now those shoes are bigger and harder to fill, and I think that there will be comparisons. Uh, obviously, it's kind of inevitable, but uh, Ty Reardon's by all accounts, uh, earned his shot, and uh, we'll see what he does with it.
0: Yeah, no I mean it i mean would it I'd be shocked if it wasn't him right i mean yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be something uh man. right because
1: <laughs> right because by all accounts it was you know in addition to the money uh as we talked about earlier, you know they kept rearing around as the heir to the throne with Barry there, so it was obviously. Uh, going to be reared nor trots i I don't think anyone thought they were both coming back um in in the uh for for next season so uh they obviously made their choice uh for brian mcclellan it it was you know it's his time to hire a coach which is one of the most important things a gm can do and uh not something he's had a chance to do so um you know, again, just assuming it's rude, You know, we'll, we'll probably post the podcast, and something out of left field will, will happen, like uh, Minnesota fires Boudreaux and the Caps rehire him, or some crazy shit. But that'd be kind of uh,
0: cool. <laughs> that'd be a good story.
1: Not happening. But um, <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I mean, we're 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 making an assumption, but I think it's a a, a pretty good assumption that that we're making there.
0: Yeah, I feel pretty safe, in our, I mean, if we're wrong on this one, uh, I think Dan Balsma, you know, he's still out, out and about. He was the guy that uh, I personally thought would have been great for the Caps, you know, four years ago, so uh, I don't think he is anywhere near the top of the, anybody's list right now, uh, given how things went for him in Buffalo, but um all in all john um uh, it should be pretty interesting I, I know today's a bit of a sad day in caps land but uh yeah. st- still some bright things in the future and, and as you said uh you know uh, you've been big on your stanley cup emoji uh, or not emo- <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to call it but it's all over emoticon. emoticon so uh as, as long as that's still kind of coming strong i think it will right. be okay a
1: shrug yeah, yeah.
0: All right, John. Well, th- thanks again for listening. Uh, for listening, Jesus. Thanks again for I coming listened. on. Yeah. I well, lis- I
1: listen to you, Adam.
0: Well, I don't know about that, but you at least listen to the shows I record. I don't know if you listen to me, but maybe that's a tomatoes tomatoes type thing. I but, do.
1: Oh, and and happy birthday.
0: Oh, thank you, thank you. I I appreciate that. It's uh, twenty seven this year, so getting up oh, there.
1: God. Yeah. Right. With <laughs> that.
0: All right, so John, obviously all of our listeners know that they can follow you at Japer's Rank, but I'm going to let you do the send off today. Uh, you've been doing some great work with those.
1: Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you can you can follow me at Japers Rank. You can follow Adam at Stringham A on Twitter. Uh, follow Japers Rank Radio at Japers Rank Radio. Give us a like on Facebook. Rate and review this podcast. Give it five stars. Give it. Uh, figure out a way to monkey it and give it six stars if you can. <laughs> Write a review. Do all the things you know what you're supposed to do, and then we'll keep doing these shows uh, so you can make it through this mercifully short summer although yeah. i think i could use a little more time off than it looks like we're going to be afforded but that's <laughs> another story um and we'll keep it going you know we got the draft coming up we've got a uh, free agency right around the corner and uh a lot more changes are coming to Capsland. so stick with us and we will discuss it all for your listening pleasure